Welcome to JMA Unwired, a podcast dedicated to discussing the latest in mobile technology. Each episode features relevant topics to educate our listeners and help them make informed decisions about the rapidly changing wireless world. Now, let's get unwired. Hello, everyone, and welcome to JMA Unwired. This is Todd Landry, and we are going to talk today a little bit about CBRS and how it contrasts with Wi-Fi. Um, now, first of all, as I speak with a lot of people that ask me about, you know, how to think about it with relative to Wi-Fi, the thing I remind them is that it is not a replacement for Wi-Fi. Don't look at CBRS as an alternative to or, or something you should plan to replace Wi-Fi with. Um, both are, are perfectly suitable technologies. And the important way to look at CBRS is that this is a significant amount of additional spectrum that has been made available in the United States via the government, via FCC, for the private sector to utilize within their facilities. So you should absolutely take advantage of CBRS. The other thing we talk about with people is to look at your business and look at ways you want to mobilize certain things in your business. Because CBRS is LTE, we may often think about it as a mobile phone technology, but the reality is you need to think about it as a wireless spectrum that allows you to mobilize um, other capabilities or other things within your IT infrastructure, as well as mobile phone devices, uh, and do it differently than the way you do it today with Wi-Fi. So you can kind of pick and choose which things make the most sense for Wi-Fi and which other things maybe make a little more sense for CBRS technology. Now, how much is it? We probably know there's 150 megahertz of spectrum that's been allocated under CBRS today. Uh, potentially additional spectrum being added. FCC is looking at an additional 100 megahertz to that. That's a significant amount of spectrum. Now, we think of Wi-Fi as having a lot of performance and a lot of speed. If, if you look at it, typical enterprise uses on APs or access points each one typically we use today with 802.11ac, 5 gigahertz access points, about 80 megahertz uh, of spectrum. Uh, now, there's something called the Uni 1 and the Uni 3 band in Wi-Fi that are typically used, each with 80 megahertz. So you'd say, well, we got 160 megahertz there. But in most cases, these access points are distributed around, so interleaved in a way where you create some separation from each one of them. Um, as we move towards Wi-Fi 6, uh, there are some new topologies and some increased performance by enabling uh, better modulation and enabling ways to get more bits, if you will, into the available spectrum. But it is the same amount of overall spectrum. It isn't new spectrum until we start to introduce from the FCC some of the newer space up in the 6 gigahertz range. So we will see more capacity there as well. Now, in case of uh, spectrum interference, you know, with um, Wi-Fi, what we all know is that it's unlicensed. Anybody can put up access points. If you're in an office environment or if you're designing for a highly densified area where you have a lot of access uh, points or you, need, or you have a lot of devices trying to access the network via Wi-Fi, then the more dense you create the network, uh, the more challenging it becomes to access the network. It operates on a listen-before-talk method, so every device out there is kind of listening to the network and taking its, you know, its slice of time to try and get on that network. Um, in the CBRS space, utilizing the spectrum requires your system to go connect to a spectrum access system, for short, a SAS. And um, this is defined by the FCC, operated by many independent organizations, 
Um, they're all um, intended to be the same in terms of the way they access. So if you get grant from one, all the others will know that that grant has, has been taken. Um, and you have to think about it as you have control over the grants that you get within your facility. So you're, you're not competing with unlicensed spectrum. The generally available spectrum is, is very different than unlicensed. So you'll be able to get these grants and have access to the spectrum in your facility when, once you have those grants. Uh, you can get those grants in, you know, 10 megahertz um, chunks, if you will, and, uh, you know, get as many grants as you need. Um, there are a, there is a forthcoming priority access license auction coming up where within a county certain organizations can get priority rights to use um, up to 70 megahertz of the 150 megahertz spectrum. Now, um, most people will have full access to a significant amount of spectrum within CBRS even with the priority access license and those that buy priority access license will more than likely sub-license them out to facilities to allow you to use them within your, your building. Uh, now, benefit, of course, of Wi-Fi is that it's been around for a while and there's a significant number of devices out there that all support Wi-Fi. As we think of Wi-Fi 6, however, keep in mind that not only are you going to have uh, all, to change all your devices as they move towards Wi-Fi 6, then all your access points are going to have to evolve towards Wi-Fi 6. Um, well, Wi-Fi 6 brings a significant amount of potential capacity Keep in mind also that for most deployments, you, you got to look at every connection in the food chain. So having a lot of capacity at an AP doesn't mean that you're going to get total capacity to the users in that way. Now, capacity controls. Um, CBRS and the LT technologies are designed around channels of chunks of spectrum. A little bit different than the Wi-Fi channels, but what it allows us to do is slice up the spectrum in different layers and apply them to different use cases. So I may have low bitrate environments that only need 5 megahertz. I may have other use cases that need 20 megahertz or 40 megahertz. And with a clever system, you can um, design your network in such a way where you can slice up that technology in the air. And you can even apply different quality of service techniques within each slice. So it has kind of multi multiple layers of controls within it. Um, CBRS, not quite as um, complex as that. Um, and remember that CBR or Wi-Fi has a kind of equal arbitration access to be able to transmit bits over the network. Um, in some ways, it's one of the benefits, but it's also one of the drawbacks of Wi-Fi. Now, when we think about interference, um, one of the key differences is that CBRS is a coordinated system that has um, a design philosophy around sectorization or, or these individual cells. Um, it stems from the building of the cell network. So they're pretty well-defined segments or sectors that are intended not to um, heavily interfere with one another. Whereas Wi-Fi is intended to not have to worry about that. So the good thing is um, with a Wi-Fi, the idea is you can put things up anywhere and they, even though they um, inherently kind of interfere with the spectrum, they're designed to collaborate in a way uh, that overcomes that. Um, in the case of CBRS, it's very well coordinated. So we do an, a radio design for a facility. And when we lay the antennas or the access points into a facility, it creates very crisp and very clean usable bandwidth in those different sectors. So very different topology in terms of how we develop it um, uh, into, uh, into buildings.
One of the other important things, and certainly a thing I hear a lot about is people who are still using Wi-Fi today for different um, mobile business solutions are experiencing cases where um, when they move from one AP to another, there's enough delay in that, um, that I'll call it a handover between an AP to an AP. Um, whereas in the CBRS world, built off of LTE technology, it's got very well-defined cellular mobility functions to allow a handover to occur very smoothly within a facility from one sector or from one cell to another. Um, keeping in mind that Wi-Fi really originally was designed as what we call the hotspot. It kind of assumed you didn't move around a lot once you were settled in and using it, whereas LTE technology was designed for mobility. Now, another piece of this I want to talk about is traffic classification. In the world of Wi-Fi and at its foundation, it did not really consider different classifications of wireless traffic uh, over the air. And there were new extensions added, Wi-Fi multimedia extensions, Wi-Fi um, schedule multimedia, WSM, and those are emerging under 802.11e standards. Um, but keep in mind that now we've got to go back in and make sure that all these access points support this capability uh, in terms of how they're going to classify the traffic um, at the APs and over the air. In the case of CBRS, one of the unique benefits is it has something built in called a QCI, which is a quality of service class identifier. So within a given piece of spectrum and to individual devices, I can have one or more what we call bearer channels. The bearer channel can have its own quality of service class identifier level to allow me to prioritize that traffic to the different devices within that cellular area. So it's a, a different approach in terms of what was built in and what's enabled uh, within these technologies. Just something really for you to be aware of. Um, one of the other big questions with uh, the difference between Wi-Fi and cellular is the question of security. Now, let me talk about security from uh, it being a threat target. We know with Wi-Fi, uh, advertising CSIDs in public venues is a, is a long-known approach by hackers. Um, there's many, many tools out there with, that give uh, hackers the ability to attempt to um, decode Wi-Fi uh, passwords and gain access. So it is a regularly hacked uh, environment. Now, there's a lot of protections wrapped around Wi-Fi in an attempt to, to protect that. Um, but, you know, you have to make sure that you're protecting uh, less sophisticated users because it's easily, easily, they're easily tricked into connecting to rogue access points, for example. Now, um, CBRS technology, being LTE, it utilizes a subscriber identify, uh, identity module or a SIM in each device. So the difference here is once that SIM is in there, your device just connects to that network and the authentication mechanism and the security methodologies are integral to that. And keep in mind with Wi-Fi, we've all done it. There's a long list of, of ident identified Wi-Fi access points. You choose to connect one. Um, for the more sophisticated user, not much of a problem, but um, the opposite, as I said, a less sophisticated user is choosing what access point to subscribe to in an uh, environment that uh, is uh, more public for them to access. Now, back to CBRS, while you require a, a subscriber identification module to connect to the network, there's other ways for mobile devices to connect to a CBRS network. And one of those that is commonly practiced is known as roaming. 
Many of you have experienced roaming if you've traveled internationally and your phone connected to an entirely different operator, but it authenticated and still connected you to the network. Um, this is known as IPX roaming. Uh, there's several intervening parties that arbitrate between the mobile operators and allow you to get authenticated to connect back to what's called your home network. Now, as you see CBRS emerge inside more and more facilities, expect to see the roaming capabilities start to show up as a way for your standard mobile phone with a traditional mobile operator SIM card in it to get authenticated to access what we call a visited network. So envision your facility a visited network of a mobile operator, much like a country is a visited network for your mobile operator and you connect back to your home operator. There are several variations of this uh, that you're going to see emerge over time, but it's going to simplify and streamline the ability to use CBRS networks uh, as a coverage and a, and a capacity solution inside facilities for simple transparent mobile access. Now, one of the other important chunks of this technology in CBRS, I mentioned a little bit earlier, but I want to stress this world of slicing. And as we look at different use cases, particularly with the world of IoT and the world of um, optimization of, of different layers of business devices in different facilities, the benefit of being able to slice up the spectrum, take different devices with different SIM cards in them, map them into different bare channels with different priority within different chunks of spectrum, size that how you need it in your facility and then map that back into the VLANs of your network is a very unique capability inside of CBRS. Um, in Wi-Fi there are channelization capabilities um, however the most uh, common utilization is not for assigning these channels as discrete chunks of spectrum uh, for individual groups of end devices to use it is more for creating a little separation within the um, Wi-Fi spectrum overall. Now Again, one of the things that's key here is that both of these spectrums and both of these technologies are great technologies. Uh, they very have very good applicability to different use cases. Within your venues, you have access to both of these technologies and an opportunity to leverage both of them. And the big key thing I would point out to you is make sure you look at the different use cases and make sure you apply or move the appropriate things on the CBRS and keep, again, the appropriate things on the Wi-Fi that makes sense for the way your business, your facility, your building operates. We'll talk more in a future podcast about different use cases so you can better understand how to think through how might I use CBRS and what do some of those use cases look like for different industry environments. But for now, that's your update on how to think about CBRS and Wi-Fi. Thank you for listening to the Unwired Podcast by JMA. If you enjoyed today's topic, we encourage you to check out more episodes and content available at jmawireless.com. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and stay up to date with the latest trends in mobile technology.